0: welcome to ace podcasts thanks for tuning in as we elevate clinical endocrinology by taking deep dives into trends and topics that can help us improve our patient care and global health find the latest episodes on aace.com slash podcasts and now let's meet the endocrine experts who will be talking with us today I am Dr. Cheryl Rosenfeld, an endocrinologist in private practice in New Jersey and adjunct clinical associate professor of medicine at the Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine in New York. I'm here with my colleague, Dr. Angela Cavana, a board certified internist and associate professor of medicine at the Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine in New York. We're going to spend the next few minutes discussing continuous glucose monitoring and when it may be necessary to refer to a diabetes educator or endocrinologist. Dr. Cavana, you have additional expertise in sports medicine, and this gave you your first experiences with continuous glucose monitoring. Can you talk about
1: this? Sure, Cheryl, I'd love to. So yes, I, I am a strange internist. I have a CAQ in sports medicine, and in my practice, I dealt with a lot of amateur athletes as well as professional athletes. Uh, and one of my first experience with um, CGM was with a triathlete who was a type 1 diabetic, and it was Really a, a fabulous tool for us, not only just to manage their diabetes, but also to help with their training and see how the effects of training would affect their glucose. It helped us really plan out their diet, adjust their insulin dosage, and really you know, keep them from, have, from bottoming out throughout the course of their training because that was usually what was happening Uh, And it's kind of, you know, a scary thing to bottom out when you're riding a bicycle or running. So, you know, it really was a fabulous tool for us. And it really helped and opened my eyes to see where this tool can be used for, for all diabetics
0: yeah I think I think it's an, a, an amazing tool and and that that really is probably one of the first places you know I was exposed to it and people who were athletic and i I definitely worked with a lot of my diabetes educator colleagues uh, in order to help these folks
1: out. so so when do you refer to a diabetes educator for your patients? But actually, I refer to diabetes educators as as often as I can. So very often if I'm seeing a patient in a general internal medicine practice, we typically are very comfortable and are usually the first people that make the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes or, you know, uh, some type of metabolic syndrome. And I really try to be very proactive and get patients in to see the diabetes educator as soon as possible because I feel that education, empowering the patient to kind of, you know, understand what the process is that's going on with glucose control is really important and it really helps us long-term to get their blood sugars under control. And obviously for a type 1 diabetic, the benefits are just, you know, you can't, they're going to be living with this for their entire life. So the more education they get, the more comfortable they get managing their diabetes, the better it is for all of us.
0: So a lot of those patients, you know, certainly would benefit from continuous glucose monitoring. So all of our experiences are are very different as far as our, our comfort level with starting a CGM. So would you refer to a diabetes educator to start a CGM?
1: Actually, no. Uh, I actually in my office had two nurses that were very proactive, very interested in diabetes management. And we used to ask the patients to come in. they would almost act a little bit as a diabetic educator and giving them information on how to use the device itself, show them how to put on the sensors. And you know we were pretty comfortable having the patients come in and having us show them how to put the sensor on and operate the the device itself.
0: so I, I think it's really great to be able to start these in the office and I and you know, I think that if you don't have folks that are working for, you know, for you or with you that are capable of doing this, I would definitely refer to a diabetes educator for this purpose. But, you know, in our office, we do have uh, two of our medical assistants who, who instruct our patients and start them and get, get the sensor on them at that visit. And uh, it really does make it a whole lot easier for the patients to get started with the technology. So what do you think is the utility of CGM in patients with type 2 diabetes?
1: I think it's a great tool. Uh, Again, they're getting a continuous snapshot of what their blood sugar is doing. And I think it's also a compliance issue with, you know, I think one of the hardest things in dealing with diabetics is getting them to do finger sticks on a regular basis. Even if it's just once a day, uh, they all complain of sore fingertips. Uh, they don't want to do it. It's messy. Um, they have every excuse not to get it done. So, you know, when you check their their logs, you know, you'll see like, you know, days go by where there may be one finger stick or none up until the time they know they have a doctor's appointment. So I think it's a wonderful thing. And I think the patients who are using them really have a much better awareness of how their diet is affecting their blood sugar and how their exercise is also affecting their blood sugar. Uh, so I think they come in with a lot, a lot of questions, and they come in recognizing and just much more aware, self-aware of what's going on with their blood sugar.
0: Yeah, I often will start patients who I suspect have nocturnal hypoglycemia, or patients who've had you know significant hypoglycemic episodes and uh, make sure that we're adjusting their medications properly, especially the patients on insulin. And that's certainly where we do have, you know, better coverage from Medicare and a number of insurances. One of the things you and I have discussed as well is, you know, how difficult it is to manage patients who are doing shift work or work third shift, you know, as far as, uh, you know, helping them adjust their medications. So, do you think that the, the continuous glucose monitoring has helped your patients who are doing shift work better manage their schedule?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of, you know, whether they work a third shift or they work an overnight shift, uh, a lot of those patients, their entire circadian rhythms are just out of whack. Um, so, you know, when they're coming off of work and we're eating breakfast, it's their dinner time. So I think it really gives them a very important tool to kind of, you know, adjust. And the other problem is that sometimes, and I think we've both been there because we've been on call. You know, twenty four hours sometimes. Sometimes they skip meals, and some of the alerts and some of the uh, built in tools in the CGM is really helpful to them as reminders of oh, I forgot to you know I have to eat, or or you know my blood sugar is high. Why is it high? What did I not do? Did I forget to take my medication? So I think it really does help them with that. And it also helps me because they are difficult because again their eating patterns medication patterns are much different than someone who's working a 9 to 5 job so if if we make little changes uh in their regimen and i'm still having problems managing it's one of the reasons why i may you know, phone a friend and call the, my local endocrinologist and say, hey, can you help me out with this? Because I may need, you know, they may need some uh, adjustments or what am I missing? You know, what else can I do to help this person out? Yeah. And I think that's
0: where, you know, I, I've certainly been very helpful for some of my primary care colleagues in my area is to work with people whose, whose schedules are completely different. And I think the CGM is such a, a great tool for, you know, for telling me when their problem areas are. But I agree the alarms that are set for low or high sugar definitely help that patient who may have either, you know, missed a medication or missed an injection of insulin or they've, they've forgotten to eat a meal. And and those times are crucial for management. What management changes have been initiated by some of your patients just on the basis of looking at their own CGM?
1: So patients now become very self-aware. I will get comments like, "You know, I didn't realize this. You know, food was a car. You know, had so many carbs in it." Um, and they become much more aware of the nutritional content of the foods that they're eating, how it affects their blood sugar, what works for them, what doesn't work, what time of day is best for them to exercise. And and I think, you know, they become a, a lot more proactive and they're actually a lot of fun because sometimes they'll come in and they're like, doc, you know, I'm trying this, you know, what do you think about that? I also think that, it gives them an opportunity to see that if they miss a dose of medication, what that does to their blood sugar as well. So it's it's, it's a very insightful tool for them, especially when they realize that they have some control over it.
0: Yeah, the, the feedback is, is very important for the patient. So what management changes have you made based upon uh, CGM, and when do you feel that referring a patient to an endocrinologist to, you know,
1: to help with the management would be beneficial. So several changes, um, very often looking at variations, seeing if there's spikes, uh, seeing what their highs and lows are, if there's a lot, how far out of range that they are. I think the biggest thing for me is when someone does get uh, very serious about controlling their diabetes, they increase their activity. Sometimes they change their, their diet and they want to keep it so tightly controlled that they actually start to have low range levels. And, you know, when you start to see those low ranges, you know, 25% of the time and during the day, you kind of say to yourself, okay, guys, you can lighten up a little bit. I can either make changes in their medication because I don't want them to become hypoglycemic. It also gives me an opportunity to see if they're getting hypoglycemic uh, during sleep, which is sometimes, uh, you know, they're unaware of what's happening during those periods. So we can add a snack before dinner, or, you know, if they're on insulin, change their insulin regimen a little bit. If we're seeing consistent, like postprandial spikes, um, and the patient's only on some oral medications. It may be t- and a basal. Let's say they are on a basal insulin, or they're not even on an insulin. It might be a time you know to start discussing with them. Maybe we should put you on some basal insulin or a basal bolus insulin, depending on how bad the variations are. And a, a lot of times patients are a little resistant to that. So, you know, they, they don't like to give themselves injections. So sometimes I will send to endocrinology just to kind of confirm what my suggestion is and maybe add some other suggestions to their regimen. And, you know, and, and, and basically just uh, if, whether or not the patient, um, uh, how resistant the patient is to, to changing.
0: Yeah, we we definitely have seen quite a few of those patients as endocrinologists. And, you know, my tact usually is to turn the screen around to them and show them exactly what the CGM is showing me. You know, so a lot of them will try to, you know, get people to increase their basal insulin. They get very hypoglycemic during the night, but their sugars during the day are still elevated. And I turn the screen around and I say, okay, this is really dangerous. We're going to fix this hypoglycemia, but at the same time, you need to understand that you need to take insulin before your meals. And when they see those spikes after the meals, that really becomes an important moment. You know, it's a, a very important teaching moment for the, for the patient in an endocrinology office. And they say, yeah, I think I definitely need to take insulin before my meals. And, uh, you know, we're always really glad to help. I, I think, you know, taking care of pe- people with diabetes is, is teamwork. And all of their docs are on the team, the diabetes educators on the team, and, uh, and it takes some really good tools. And continuous glucose monitoring definitely you know, helps the patient to, to manage their diabetes. They, they're able to see the, the points in between the, uh, the finger sticks that they were missing before. I really appreciate Dr. Cavana speaking with me today, and this is really going to help quite a lot of patients improve their diabetes care. Thank you very much you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another great ACE podcast. Join us for another episode at aace.com podcasts and help us in our mission to elevate clinical endocrinology. Together, we are ACE.